from uh, about 15 years on up, uh, a great deal of my thoughts were uh, basically unshareable. We are all evil in some form or another. Yes, I am Not 100%, but I am My mother was a, a sick, angry, hungry, and very sad woman. I hated her, but I wanted to love my mother. This is Serial Killing, a podcast. Hello again, and welcome to Serial Killing, a podcast, Halloween special, where this month we will be having a bit of fun with the topics for the podcast, veering off of the serial killer path to delve into other topics within our beloved true crime community. Let's have some fun during Spooky Month. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Special thanks to some of my patrons. Walter, Jennifer, Ariel, Elise, Chantel, Sonia, Dan, Maya, Linda, Teresa, my dear three Emmas, Jessica, Lady Janice, Elena, Alethea, John, Nanette, Rachel, Sophie, Whitney, David, Catherine, Trudy, and Stacy. Thank you so much. You are truly appreciated. And for anyone else, please feel free to join my patron. Like, share, subscribe. It just might help our community grow. This week's podcast will be on The Mothman. For those who might not be aware of or know much about The Mothman, he is described as a humanoid creature reportedly first seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 15, 1966 to December 15, 1967. Most of the local public learned of the creature from a news article written in Point Pleasant Register in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, by Mark Turner on November 16, 1966, which read, quote, It was a bird or something. It definitely wasn't a flying saucer. Quote, Two Point Pleasant couples said today they encountered a man-sized bird-like creature in the TNT area about midnight last night. Sheriff's deputies and city police went to the scene about 2 o'clock this morning but were unable to spot anything. But the two young men telling their story this morning were dead serious and asserted they hadn't been drinking. Steve Millett and Roger Scarberry described the thing as being about six or seven feet tall, having a wingspan of 10 feet and red eyes about two inches in diameter and six inches apart. Quote, it was like a man with wings, Millett said. It wasn't like anything you'd see on TV or in a monster movie, end quote. The men and their wives were in Scarberry's car between 11.30 p.m. and midnight when they spotted the creature near the old power plant adjacent to the old National Guard Armory buildings. The creature was seen standing on three occasions and was described as being extremely fast. Quote, it flew about 100 miles an hour, end quote. 
in flight, but was a clumsy runner. Deputy Millard Halstead said he had seen dust in the vicinity of a coal field, but quote it could have been caused by the bird. He said, quote I'm a hard guy to scare, but last night I was for getting out of there. End quote. They did just that, but the thing followed them. They said it was hovering the car, apparently gliding, until they reached the National Guard Armory on Route 62. Quote, we went downtown, turned around, and went back, and there it was again. Mallet said, it seemed to be waiting on us. End quote. He said the light gray-like creature then scurried through a field. It also had flown across the top of the car. Quote. It apparently is afraid of light, Millet said, and maybe it thought it was scaring us off. End quote. The young men said they saw the creature's eyes, which glowed red only when their lights shined on it, and it seemed to want to get away from the lights. They said it looked like a quote man with wings, but that the head was quote not an outstanding characteristic. End quote. Both were slightly pale and tired from lack of sleep during the night following their harrowing experience. They speculated that the thing was living in the vacant power plant, possibly in one of the huge boilers. Quote, "There are pigeons in all the other buildings, but not in that one." End quote. Scarberry said, quote, "If I had seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything." Scarberry commented, "But there were four of us who saw it." End quote. They said it didn't resemble a bat in any way, but maybe what you would visualize as an angel. The last time they saw it was at the gate of the C. C. Lewis farm on Route 62. They heard a sound like wings flapping, and they said the bird rose straight up like a helicopter. Quote, "This doesn't have an explanation to it," Millet said. "It was an animal, but nothing like I'd ever seen before." End quote. Are they going back to look for the creature? Yes, Millet said this afternoon and again tonight. Today, Scarberry said, but tonight I don't know. The two couples had been driving in a car in an area outside of town known as the TNT area, known now as the McClintic Wildlife Management Area. It is about five miles or eight kilometers north of Point Pleasant and is located on three thousand six hundred and fifty-five acres of former wartime industrial land, and it is said the area still contains stored explosives. It was opened during World War II, and during the height of the war. The effort, known as the West Virginia Ordnance Works, employed around three thousand five hundred workers and manufactured five hundred thousand pounds of TNT every single day. The factory closed soon after the war was over, leaving more than eight thousand acres to be repurposed for other uses. An aerial view of the area shows you parallel. Unpaved roads with these round clumps of trees. Inside these clumps, if you will, are old TNT storage bunkers. In fact, in 2010, 
It is said one of the bunkers exploded after about 10 tons of unstable materials were found on the site. The walls of the bunkers are several feet thick. In 1983, the area was designated a Superfund site due to massive amounts of contamination from the former use of the property. So for those that might not know, as Superfund sites are also another big curiosity of mine, according to the EPA, the United States Environmental Protection Agency, quote, thousands of contaminated sites exist nationally due to hazardous waste being dumped, left in the open, or otherwise improperly managed. These sites include manufacturing facilities, processing plants, landfills, and mining sites. Congress established the Comprehensive Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act in 1980, which is informally just called Superfund. This allows the EPA to go in and clean up contaminated sites while also forcing the parties responsible for the contamination to either perform cleanups or reimburse the government for the cleanup work. I'll leave the link in the notes where you can search for Superfund sites anywhere, including close to you. I have several, which is concerning. Moving on. With regards to the Superfund site in West Virginia, the U.S. Army Superfund site was indeed used by the Department of Defense from 1942 to 1945 to produce TNT. It states that soils around the operations industrial area, process facilities, and industrial wastewater disposal systems were contaminated with TNT, its byproducts, and asbestos. And that's not good. Then a correspondent for the Athens Messenger newspaper, Mary Heyer, published on the same day the Point Pleasant Register story about the incident. The page one article headline was, quote, Winged red-eyed thing chases point couples across countryside, end quote. The article read, What stands six feet tall has wings two big red eyes six inches apart, and glides along behind an auto at 100 miles an hour. Don't know? Well, neither do four Point Pleasant residents who were chased by a weird man-like thing Tuesday night. Two young Mason County married couples today told of being chased by the strange creature around midnight Tuesday. Mr. and Mrs. Steve Mullet and Mr. and Mrs. Roger Scarberry described their hair-raising experiences, which began in the TNT area. The two couples were riding in a car, and as the auto crested a hill, an object loomed in front of them. The object was in the form of a man, about six feet tall, with wings on its back. Becoming frightened, the couples drove away. As they approached a traffic circle near Route 62, they said the thing loomed in front of the car again. Mallet, 20, said they drove toward Point Pleasant on Route 62 at 100 miles an hour, with the strange creature drifting along behind the car. The couple said the thing seemed to avoid lights. When they turned into the C.C. Lewis farm, the creature was again in front of the car. 
what appeared to be a large dead dog was lying on the road. Later, the couples and the police returned to the farm, but the dog had vanished. Deputy Sheriff Millard Halstead searched the TNT area. The deputy said the thing was gone, but he found a, quote, strange pile of dust, end quote. Scarberry 18 said, quote, believe me, if you ever saw it, you'd be a believer, end quote. This article ends with, quote, the men said they might go looking for the thing tonight, but indicated they were afraid they might not find it, end quote. So after the two couples came out with their reports of seeing the large bird with red eyes, others began reporting they had seen the same thing, but had not wanted to report it because they were afraid of the ridicule. The very next day, Mary published another story, quote, Monster returns to Mason. Six or maybe seven more people became believers in the Mason County Monster Wednesday night. What is it they saw? They don't know, but they have managed to convince a raft of people they saw something. End quote. This article, too, was on the front page of the Athens Messenger, which really says something because... At least back in 1966, the front page was reserved for state, national, or international news. So this should give you an idea of just how big of a local story this had already become in only two days. Other witnesses began coming out of the woodwork to tell their tale of seeing this large, man-like flying creature. Two gravediggers in Clendenin, West Virginia, saw what they described as a black figure fly over their heads while digging a grave in a cemetery the night before the two couples driving did. Two volunteer firemen came forward and described seeing, quote, a large bird with red eyes, end quote. So Mason County Sheriff George Johnson said that this creature people were seeing was most likely an unusually large heron, which is indeed a pretty good-sized bird that is usually gray in color with a large wingspan and it too has red eyes. A contractor told the sheriff that he had seen a creature out in a field and when he shined his flashlight at it, the eyes glowed red, quote, like bicycle reflectors. Then another person blamed their dog disappearing and a buzzing sound that had been coming from their television on the creature. And you begin to see how this sort of thing spreads. Wildlife biologist Robert Smith from West Virginia University told reporters that the descriptions he was hearing sounded like they had seen a sandhill crane. These birds are at least as tall as a man with a wingspan of seven feet and have a red coloring around the eyes. He stated that the crane might very well have simply wandered out of its migration route and had been misidentified because it simply wasn't native to this area. But people weren't having it. The story spread like wildfire as the creature began being spotted on the other side of the Ohio River. The police were called, and a search had been conducted. And as with other searches, this ended with no evidence. And, inevitably, this area became absolutely flooded with sightseers, one parent stating their child had demanded they bring them there to see the creature. 
One man was interviewed for the Athens newspaper and said, quote, You see, it's that talk of going to the moon and that stuff. It's hard to tell what they've caused to come back to Earth. End quote. And still one other man, adding some humor to the situation, said that the description of the creature fit his mother-in-law exactly, especially with the red eyes. Funny. A few days later, another young man was interviewed by Mary Heyer. The article was titled, quote, Creature Sighted in Daylight, and it read, quote, I never saw anything like it. I just couldn't go to work today. This thing had a wingspan every bit of 10 feet. It could be a bird, but I surely never saw one like it, end quote. So here we have the first sighting in broad daylight. The man was driving to a farm north of Point Pleasant when he said he saw the creature, quote, rise up just like a helicopter, end quote. He said it flew overhead at what he estimated to be about 70 miles an hour toward the Ohio River. Two weeks after the monster was reported due to wiring services becoming significantly improved, this story was all over the nation and even internationally. The sergeant stationed in Vietnam opened a newspaper from the States to see a front-page story from Point Pleasant about the monster. But after a bit, things got quiet. In December, reports started coming in about a saucer-shaped object or objects hovering or flying in the sky. Still others started reporting seeing strange red and orange lights shining from the nearby Ohio River. Now, I know you were all wondering where the name Mothman came from. Where did it originate? Well, it proved difficult to get a specific, definitive answer. But the most common explanation I found was that it was named after a character in Batman. The villain Killer Moth appeared in the Batman comic book and the Batman television show was hugely popular during this time for reference. But most locals apparently just called it the Big Bird. So fast forward a year, talk of the Mothman had simmered for the most part. Then around the later part of 1967, people had begun to report seeing Mothman again. Two weeks before Christmas, people were stuck in late afternoon rush hour traffic, described as bumper to bumper on the Silver Bridge that connected Point Pleasant, West Virginia to Galapagos, Ohio. With no real warning, the bridge suddenly collapsed into the Ohio River. But why? Construction of the bridge had begun in 1927 as transportation of goods became so necessary at that time, as well as people beginning to purchase cars to drive. One year later, the first vehicles began driving over the bridge that was nicknamed the Gateway to the South. To make a very long story short, when the bridge was being built, it was originally planned to be built with these strong steel cables but a much cheaper option was used instead, which was thinner and weaker. But for the vehicles that were crossing the bridge when it was opened, that wasn't an issue. They were smaller and lighter in the late 20s. So the actual bridge itself was made from wood planks covered in asphalt. In the 1940s, the bridge floor was then filled in with concrete, adding a tremendous amount of weight. 
When the state of West Virginia took over ownership of the bridge, they did pretty regular inspections and some repairs were done in the mid-60s. But visually, everything appeared to be okay with the bridge and life went on. But the bridge was not okay. As so many vehicles were stuck on the bridge in the heavy traffic, witnesses stated they began to hear the bridge making a groaning sound, soon followed by what they said sounded like a gunshot firing. And then the bridge collapsed into the river below, along with the vehicles that had been crossing it. 62 people and 36 vehicles plunged into the river. People on both banks worked desperately to help the people get out of their cars and to safety as this was winter and the water was intensely cold. But other cars were simply pushed by the current downriver. Ultimately, 46 people would die. Two were never recovered. A new bridge was then constructed, the Silver Memorial Bridge, which was completed in 1969. After the bridge collapse, this led to people who were still very interested or big believers in Mothman to connect the sightings to the bridge collapse. Some said that they spotted the Mothman on the bridge just before the bridge collapsed. After this, others from around the world began telling stories of seeing the Mothman just before some disaster or another, before earthquakes, tsunamis, so the next logical question is, is Mothman good or evil? Should he be considered a creature who is aware of impending disasters ahead of time, trying desperately to warn us? Or is he somehow connected to the perhaps reason these disasters happen in the first place? A West Virginia storyteller, Jason Burns, was interviewed as saying, quote, I think probably most people see him as more of a villain, but honestly, he could be both, and in many ways, he is both, because there's no actual proof that he caused the collapse. He could have just been saying, you know, hey, it's going to happen, look out, I'm on the bridge, pointing out the break, end quote. But as of late, there have been no real sightings of the Mothman, until in 2019. There were some reports that began coming in of a moth creature in and around Chicago. The NPR inquiry was titled, quote, The Case of the Chicago Mothman. It stated, quote, The Chicago region has been experiencing a collective case of the heebie-jeebies in recent years, ever since reports of a giant flying winged humanoid began surfacing in 2011. The reports, which peaked in 2017, inspired Chicago-based comics artist Sarah Beacon to bring Curious City this question. Was there a rash of sightings in Chicago of a creature that people called the Chicago Mothman? Did we ever find out what it was? Well, despite exhaustive research, interviews with witnesses and cryptozoologists, and one good old-fashioned monster hunt, for more on that, listen to the shocking audio story, we were unable to get to the bottom of this mystery. But for the sake of science, we've compiled everything we were able to surmise into a digital case file. Our hope 
is that Chicagoans will be able to keep this investigation going so that we may one day meet our winged friend and ride upon him with a luck dragon. But regardless, the Mothman's cult fame grew, and now there is an annual Mothman festival with a website of the same name. In 2022, it has already happened from September 17th through the 18th. The website states, quote, Mothman Festival is an annual event held every third weekend in September that commemorates the 1966 Point Pleasant, West Virginia Mothman sighting, which gave birth to the infamous red-eyed winged legend. People from all over the world gather around our charming Main Street to celebrate their favorite cryptid during this one-of-a-kind event, end quote. They apparently have a phone app, and at the festival, there are guest speakers and paranormal experts from around the world that present on a wide variety of topics, from obviously Mothman to Bigfoot, UFOs, and other paranormal things. There is a Mothman statue that they encourage people to take a selfie with, and there's also plenty of entertainment, such as live music and bands, movies, performers, and more. There's area bus tours, which they take you to the infamous TNT area, where some of the Mothman sightings took place, and you even get to see inside the elusive ammunitions bunkers. There's cosplay, street fair, and festival. Some have described it as a little bit of Comic-Con mixed in. Plenty of fun things for kids to do there as well, which makes it seem family-friendly. There is someone dressed as the Mothman walking the streets to take pictures with, and apparently there is even a Star Wars presence at this as well. Curious. But the local area says that upwards of 10,000 people come every year and that the main street is usually packed, so this has become a great seasonal way for the local community to make money on tourism. And while you will always have some locals that are none too pleased to have such an influx of visitors and as well as a full-scale festival in their town, most of the locals are absolutely glowing with a sense of pride and the resurgence of traditional storytelling by and for local residents. But it would seem the most likely explanation would be a sandhill crane, which does stand nearly as tall as a human and has bright red flesh around its eyes. Some of these people say that perhaps the crane was deformed, especially since it allegedly resided in the TNT area. The bunkers that had been used for manufacturing ammunition during World War II. They say that... Perhaps these bunkers have leaked toxic materials into the very nearby wildlife reserve, which could have affected the animals. Others believe it was a hoax by someone doing a prank that has gone too far. But then the locals were seeing animals and getting scared, reporting what they saw long after the prank was over. Regardless, the Mothman has been an enduring cryptid in a long list of cryptid creatures that seem to be having a resurgence in popular culture these days. And quite frankly, I am here for it. So tell me, guys, what do you think? Do you have any stories or interactions with Mothman? 
let us know in the comments below or you can DM me on Instagram. I'll share your story. And as always, thank you so, so much for listening because I know you could be listening to anyone else, but you chose me and I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much, folks. Have a great spooky season.